Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. The Thrushes. This episode crushes. What? No. Oh, You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Welcome to the After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe. What's up? That scare you? No, I just, I just no, I got to look at it, it's Magnus over here. Oh, <laughs> welcome to After Buzz After Show Blacklist. Oh, uh, that's a good look. <laughs> uh, we are here. We are live. We are so late. Um, but the thank you for those who are joining us live, who are patiently waiting for us. We are late, mm. but we're here now. Uh, Marcella and Annapurna, Saha and uh, Watson, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we have dressed up. <laughs> well, we have all dressed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm Dimbe. Clear, clearly. Now, if you look, I mean, I, uh, I mean, uh, Julia has gone as Spag- Spagnus. Baby, baby Agnes. Spy Baby Agnes called Spagnus. Spagnus. Spagnus of God. I don't think Spagnus should have a little a gun. Yeah, but, of course Spagnus is packing. She comes from a family baby. of spies. Uh, okay. Okay, now I'm hot. From, a spy baby from the know. 1800s? Well, that's all I had. <laughs> all I had was <laughs> hey, she, What else does that gun do, Joe? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, Julia brought a loaded cap gun into the studio. Too. And I'm like, oh, this is neat. This is, and then it fired, and I'll, there it was. It's there it goes. Oh, it's and over there, there. I don't know. A lot. Oh, my goodness. It's really hot uh, in that one. And Joe Flippo is, is uh, Tom, is, is season one Tom. I'm season one Tom. Sensible sweater. I got to oh, tell man. you. And the glasses. Season one Tom is very uncomfortable. These sweaters are itchy as hell. Well, I don't know. It's a little colder. Yeah. It's a little colder washed than it is here in Los Angeles. Right? He's, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not, not, yeah. not appropriate. But you look very handsome. You do. Yeah, yeah, I like it. No, I love I, I love season one Tom. I, I was gonna go with either. Oh, the, I wanna wait. Well, I couldn't figure it out. I, lo- I looked online. I seriously actually re- you think I'm just doing a thing. I looked and researched Dembe, and he either has the pullover fleece, it's kind of like yours. I don't want to repeat you. He's got the black the black t shirt. He's got the the sweater. They got the uh, the puffy vest, and he's got the suit. And I don't know. What, I said I just put wore the t shirt. So you just wore a t shirt. Hey, check out! I put a blanket over my head, there, Spagnus. I got a pacifier. <laughs> Henceforth, a baby. I think. And a gun. I, I think in our Spy internal. Baby. I think in our internal. What else do you want from me? Our internal. Uh, uh, vote. T- tell us online who wins our internal um, costume contest, folks. Yeah, uh, I. I think it's me. Thank you. Uh, I think, what? Uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I did spend five dollars eighty five cents on these glasses, glasses at the good. Walmart. Do you know how expensive these things are? And it I comes do. In a I have. Pack. I can't just get one. Right. I have it's like six fifty. Yeah, welcome. Happy Happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> happy pre Halloween to all you guys. Thank Woo! you for joining us on the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. We're going to talk about this episode, The Thrushes, uh, which I really liked and I'm unapologetically liked. Um, we're going to talk to our good friend Jody Walker a little later on. Um, Bring in a little earlier this time, and um, yeah, with lots to talk about. Lots of happened. We have, we have some resolution here. We had some some. I don't have any questions were answered per se, but we have some resolution of some sort. I mean, um, and we actually have a legitimate blacklister, which again, not an individual, but a, a, another group, just like the Lynn Quest mm-hmm. concern yes. and the Thrushes. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what number was the Thrushes? Fifty three. Fifty three. I, I like the Thrushes. First of all, I want to say this episode. The opening, actually, like the pacing of this episode was great. The, I mean, it was, it was directed by my man 
Flabidiflu, Terrence O'Hara, and uh, who's in a lot, is a very competent director, but it really flowed. I love that this opened, for me, the opening in the boardroom with all the powerful sort of white dudes around, like looking very serious and criminal looking guys, and, and the guy telling him that he's going to do the thing. I love that all day long. I, I Next love to that the big guy. board. Next to the big board, I love I love a, a room full of powerful dudes. I love that dude, the guy they the guy they cast, yeah, and I didn't great. look up. Oh, he was wonderful. Yeah. I didn't he look it up. I didn't have time. And it was just there, there was no blinking. There was no. Oh, he was smooth, man. Yeah. He's great. He was good. Like, he was yeah, give him one hundred and sixty million dollars for your for your hunter. Yeah, of yeah. course you will. His name is. Uh, wait, I don't know. Never mind. That's the hunter. I'm still looking for him. Okay. I was good, say, good, good. You know, who I love. Just I'm going to skip ahead of here. Who I who I just came to had a come to Jesus moment. When I realized I have a giant crush on uh-huh. is Cynthia freaking Panabaker. Oh, yeah, like yeah I love her. I love her. She's incredible. I don't know why I have a crush on that, that southern charm. You've got a little crush, do you? I do. Ooh. Well, you know the bear in the poke and the thrush is in the bushes and throw a rock at the chicken and chicken by, hopped all over the rig. What? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have I do no idea not. what you're saying. I do not. But Panabaker might. Panabaker. She... <laughs> yeah, that was a funny little scene. Is it like, I... is it Virginia? What is she? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's got going on there? Is it a Virginian accent? Is it like a, she's got someone, on her. She's a little older. Maybe, maybe, probably the same age, actually. But she's a little, a little older. <laughs> that pen, I love her. Anyway, I digress. What did you guys think of this episode? I loved this episode, actually. I found it to be extremely satisfying. I thought the pacing was on point. Um, I love any episode that features our man, Aram, Amir. We love him very much. Oh, yeah. He was incredible in this episode. He, he really, really like great. ran the gamut call. of emotions, you know? I forgot to call um, him this morning. And oh, I was gonna yeah, call him you should have. Because I'm a dope. I'm going to call him, but I'm like, can you come on? I did that to poor Jody. Jody, can you come on? And like two minutes called before. Amir. I should have called him. I'm going to call Amir next week. But he really Not that ran... we don't love Jody because Jody's amazing. We do. <laughs> um, but no, he definitely ran the gamut. He was in love. He was panicked. He was pissed. He was terrified. He was in love again. He was he was like triumphant. Yeah. And, I mean, I absolutely loved every moment that he was on screen today. He was terrific. The other realization I had with in watching the show, especially with the Aram stuff, is that man, I I, I really care about these characters. I like, yeah. I like well, especially Aram. And and the Bobby. we like mm-hmm. yeah. even old wrestler, even the wrestler's grown on me. He's 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 like a big brother. He's putting everyone in loogies. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's like he's like a big brother from 1956. Yeah, he's you know, coming in. Yeah. He's like get like, over God. here, Chet. You're kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah totally. You know? I totally get right? that. Yes, I knew she was too hot for him. Right? Oh, uh, wrestler. Uh, let, me, let me just ask you guys a question because yes. n- n- neither of you have said this. That's just three little words, and and I would just like to hear them from one of you. Oh. Because uh, I, I predicted last week oh, that Ron's boyfriend uh, was not to be trusted. I predicted uh, last I'll, I'll week. You were white. <laughs> yes. Yes, wow. Nicole. You, oh you, God, are, you, you were and are still white. You're so proud of yourself. I am so... <laughs> You've yeah, like, written over and over and over and over. I want you, uh, acknowledgement. 
If those of you on YouTube wondering what the hell Flippo's writing all the time, over and over and over again, it's you, you are right. right. You were you right. Himself. No to joke. me. To himself. You were right. To me. He's very proud of so himself. So there's no confusion. About right. what? About what, Flippo? Look, I, I called. I called Aram's girlfriend last week. I said, "This is this is the leak. This is the this is the." Pro-. I didn't say this is the leak. I said she. I don't not to be trusted. I didn't trust her. Fair. And then I don't remember who it was that jumped on last week on the uh, on the YouTube's. Everyone uh, did and said she's the leak. Duh. Yeah, everyone. No, but right, everyone Flippo, jumped on you like Flippo. Were you're right. right. I'm with you, Flippo. We love you. Oh, Flippo. they all oh, love. Why, why you gotta make them sound Flippo. silly when they, when, <laughs> when when they say them when they say intelligent things like Flippo was right and you gotta make them sound silly. That's just I not love, right. I respect our fans. Right? I love, <laughs> thank you. I love. Them Appreciate all. you guys. I love all of you guys. Well, I, really I liked do. it when we had them up there. I know week. it was nice because he Can couldn't filter out. Tell us we're tell us we're wrong. Stephen, can you put our can you put our chat up there so everyone can see except for me? Please. Thank you. So I'm not filtering anything out. <laughs> Flippo doesn't get all the credit. Thank you, Anasa Saha. I don't need all of it. I just need at least more than these two. Uh, speaking of names that I can't pronounce, mm-hmm. when uh, Dimbe, how do you pronounce Dimbe's real name? Hakakim Flhakahoa? I think that's phonetically that sounds correct. Great. Yes. It, it's it's Twafik. Okay. That sounds right. Here's the thing Ish. about Dimbe. Fun fact about Dimbe. Bring it. Dimbe is a was a station chief in Harlem at a fire department for twenty fucking years. Oh, there I knew that. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you know I that, didn't know that. Oh, I did you not know anything. Why would I know anything? I knew. Thank you for your service, Dimbe. Yeah, man. Holding it down in Harlem for twenty years as a station chief, and He's then you're no not boom. Effing joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna act in a hit show. Why not? Yeah, I was. And I was a favorite on top hat. of it. Anyway, let's get into this episode. So we have I some, wore a fire hat. So, <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Stephen. Now we can oh, see. Yay. Yes, Hashim Tafrik. Thank you. Um, Flipple all the Watson Keen knows what's happening. That's blah, all I'm saying. Blah. So let's get into this right. episode. So we have. Uh, so what we have is uh, we have a lot of like, a lot of a uh, double blind, double crossing, misdirection, kind of like grifter ish. You know, David Mamet style stuff happening. In well, this episode, if you look right? at my notes when it comes to Lizzie and Red, it was like, you know, quoting some of the things, the six degrees of separation. Lizzie's pissed, so petulant, has a little quip after every line, and then it's like, oh, fake. Oh, wait, not. Yeah. Like, I can't, I, it was getting a little difficult to keep it straight. I enjoyed it. I, I did like it because every time I was like, Lizzie, don't, I, she's crying, I'm doing that thing. And then I was like, oh, it was an act. And then like, or was it? Yeah, and exactly. Then, uh, and then it was it. I or liked was it. it. But so, but it, 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 it gives Lizzie some credibility because I'm sick of her being the, you know, I've never lied to you. Yeah, well, still. Like, I, you know, I'm sick of it. Six degrees of separation. So, uh, my man. Um, now I'm cozying up to that snake. <laughs> there it is. Hey, who, who, are you Lizzie or Spidey the <laughs> I can do it all day. Well, now I'm Lizzie. Who are you? Now I'm Lizzie. Now I'm, now I'm, now I'm not going to uh, <laughs> What's my man's name? I can't. Uh, what, what, uh, LeBron. That's right. Renee, Renee LeBron. LeBron. Patrick, yeah. Patrick Page is the actor. Oh, cool. So uh, Renee LeBron is holding this wonderful uh, meeting, telling everyone that, like, you know, when, they, when the government sees your assets, I can loan it back to you at a price. This is how you keep your criminal operations going. Uh, they go in and, and totally wipe them out with a cool, like, Asian dude and some cool henchmen, a la the crazy 88s from. from uh, from Kill Bill in the elevator, yeah. take them yeah. all out, <laughs> bag them, stab, and, stab. and then bring them to Red, and Red's in a car. That's why you open a show, goddammit. I love that Oh, opening. I love that yeah. I love that opening. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we find out that Red's behind it. He's informing the FBI as to what's going on. Um, and then they trot him out there to get, to get transported, and boom, he gets shot in the head. We find out that this was all a setup. Yeah. All is, Red's cold-blooded. Yeah. 
Cold-blooded. Yeah, so uh, I, I really enjoyed all that. I really enjoyed that the way that whole thing went down, except for my man getting capped in the head. Uh, and then I like the idea of the invitation to the to the old school suite, you know, with, uh, the, with yes. the old school carousel with the slides upside down. And the guy was like, mm-hmm. "Crappers, crappers, crap!" Oh you yeah, know? No, I thought that was neat. Um, I like crappers. And uh, did he say crappers? He, he said crappers. Well, then he said crap. Ah, I, no, I believe you. I'm not. Uh, so then they they this is still an effort to, to really get to Kirk. The whole thing is they're trying to you know flush out Kirk through Liz, and they have to get Kirk to trust Liz, and to do so they have to let. Um, Kirk believe that Liz really wants to see him uh, because she believes his, his he's he's her father and wants information. Um, what the show doesn't really tell us is how much of that is really 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 true on Liz's part and how much of that was like just an act to get Agnes back. And then that and, and I'll turn over to you guys. But in that moment where that quiet moment with Tom and she's like, "Am I doing the right thing? I don't know. Are you? I don't know what is right anymore." We now know that was because she actually told Red. And set up the trap, but like, where do you think, I'll ask you both, where do you think Lizzie's, where, is she really conflicted? Where is she on this? I think she is really conflicted because she does wholeheartedly believe that uh, Kirk is her father, um, which may or may not be true, but I'm just, she's so easily turned one way or the next way, depending on what little bit of information she gets. And now her new thing is, I'm going to be the one who who gets my biological father shot, and I'm going to send him to prison. How does that make mm. me feel as his daughter? It's like, hey, come on! You just all, met the guy. A, He's done nothing but wrong to you. A, international yeah. criminal. Yes! B, nothing but bad to you. Nothing See, but you just bad. met him, and he's like, but he's my dad. But he's my daddy. Red, I know you've saved me at every turn, and you've been loyal, and you've been wonderful to me, and protected me every son, but what? this guy's my daddy. He's my dad. Ugh, he was the key to my entire past. What do I do? Just, you lock him up. I just, I just. And I'll never see him again. Oh, that just, gosh. that threw me over the All edge. Right. Before but, you, before but, but, I actually enjoyed her in this episode. She was I good. have to say it. She I was good. I enjoyed her. I think she was good. <laughs> what relax, about you, what That's I the look? best face he's ever made to I, I thought, I thought, both I, Meg, I, I, thought Megan Moon, I thought Megan Moon and Lizzie were good in this episode. Yes, I did too. I, I, I had no problems with them. With them. No, L- I, Lizzie I has a character with, with Lizzie. Lizzie I had no problems with Megan Moon Megan this Moon episode. Megan Moon was good, right? Yeah. yeah. She even threw out that little Russian on us, like, you uh, know. Yes. She, she, uh, Papa, je from das Vadanya. Like, Oh Jesus! <laughs> you like that part, right? No, 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 no you were very good. Oh, like, oh, me? Oh, it was great. That's Vidanya. That's yeah. It's just uh, it's like the wrongest thing ever. That's Vidanya. I know bad words in Russian, and that's it. All right, go ahead, Joe. Tell, so, tell us why it all sucks. No, I'm not saying it sucks. <laughs> I don't think anything sucks. I just have the toughest time. They write her into these corners. I, I just I have a very difficult time with the character. I've said this for months and months and maybe even years at this point. I feel like they do her such a disservice because the way they write her, and I don't know if it's a matter of expedience or if it's a matter of, of, of choices that are made on the floor. I really don't know, but it's they write her in such an unlikable way. Like the choices that she makes, you just want to fucking climb a wall. And and I, I just I have a difficult time empathizing with her, and I and, and it's gotten to the point now where I will stop the show and yell at the ceiling and then hit play again. However, this time she got me. She got me because I really I, I thought she was crashing the plane again when she called Alexander Kirk, and I was I was you know that was that was nice. That was nice that she was not crashing the plane. But I really do feel like that there's a there's a real disconnect between um, between the writing staff and 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 I what they could do with this character and what they choose to do. I, I just. 
I what feel real like every, human choices might be. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's just such a, a, a just a, they're just writing her into these corners that are just wrong. Yeah, I, mean, she, I think she's doing it. I mean, I, I, I think they have. I think I feel like this episode is pretty clean. Like, now they're going to go start their life. It's all over. You know, Red, the, the baby's safe, and now her and Tom go start their life, and, and Red can go his own way, and the show's over. That's it. That's it. I doubt it. We got 47 uh, more episodes this you week. You know, uh, uh, my, my, uh, Sapor La Saha. Why I can't pronounce a name to save my life, even Dimbe's. Uh, she brought up a good point about my girl Odette, the other character who I love, the new Odette, which is, uh, apparently Alexander Kirk's Constantine Ooh, I like henchwoman, her. henchman. Uh, she has this bit where she's like, um, you know, the seeds of doubt that you planted in Lizzie. Yes. That's from Sam. What, what does that the mean? Seeds right? of doubt. Mm. But, He's like, well, he knows that I'm her father, but it seeds a doubt about what? I think the seeds a doubt about Red. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. All right. I'll buy it. Hmm. Um, That's so, what I think. Mm, maybe. So I, but anyway, we got through that. But let's let's get a little bit into the aroma of it all, because it was obviously... Uh, we, get, we get a little more insight into that relationship right. I think that I had a little on. crush on Aram. You know, he was cool this episode. Took off his shirt a couple times. Pretty good there. Yeah, there's a bit of a gym a little bit. Yeah, doing like, some push-ups, doing some sit-ups. It's yeah, and paying off. He's he's doing his thing. I'm not mad. At, I'm not mad at, at him at all. No. Uh, he uh, yeah. So it's, it's definitely very much an Iran episode. He had a lot to do and a lot of character stuff to do, and I think and a lot of range in his in his acting and everything Without else. A doubt. But but so uh, I but I, I think the whole Navir the whole uh, uh, Navabi Navabi. Thank you, <laughs> Navabi Aram thing is like I think it's as sweet as hell. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that little kiss she gave him. And I loved it when... I can't um, can't get enough. When they found out and they were going to hide it from him, she's like, just give me five minutes of interrogating her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. give it to her. Or she's like, I'm going to mess that bitch up. Uh I'm like, oh! They better get there before I do because I'm going to... Yeah, that was good. I will mess that that bitch up. up. And I was like, oh. But yeah. I loved it all. And I was like, really? Uh, so that yeah, whole so, little moment, the, that little scene with the mm-hmm. two of them in in the uh, in the spy van. Very sweet. I don't know sweet. what else you would call it. Spy van. That's a technical term. What, is it? Spy I van so. seems right. I thought so. It was very sweet. It was very genuine, and I I think it will definitely move the relationship mm-hmm. forward. That little kiss she gave him. Yeah. I you know, when he said, I'm not like you, and I was like, oh, oh, we're getting deep. Yeah, I love all that. And, well, just backing up a little bit before that. So, they, when they, when they realized, know, banana, <laughs> banana, <laughs> banana, banana, banana. <laughs> <laughs> what part of banana do you understand? That's so great. Uh, yeah, yeah, the little taco tacos. date at the end was sweet. Uh, I, but so, I did love the... Um, the whole setup that you know, like when they found out it was actually her, I like the fact that they set this up that, well, you know, Aram says and no, and how we can't tell Aram and blah blah blah. And Aram, of course, being super smart, has already figured the whole damn thing out, and he was genuinely distraught about the whole thing. And then rubber came ducky to, man. Then came to his own the rubber goddamn ducky. And then came to his own conclusion that he had to go in and make it work. I, lo- I love rubber ducky that, of his own. Bang! I think all that was a sort of well read. Quack quack bitch. Quack 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 bitch. This was a very tight script. I think this was very well written. This is a very well written episode of television. I think all all the, all the parts were like well put together, and I mm-hmm. like the way that they presented it as one way. Aram came to it on his own. As corny as that whole sting operation was, I, I liked it. it. It did give me some tension when Aram was like, "I don't know." When he was a gerbil on meth. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> was my favorite. Was funny. My favorite. Did you think they were, I thought they were going to do it, and and, and poor Navabi would have to listen to him, you know, doing oh, it. Oh, Aram couldn't go through with that. No way. No. No. Not with not with not with her listening. He knew. Yeah, it had nothing to do with anybody else. That was only her. Aram is a trained field agent. He ain't got no moves though. Like, None she's apparently. Woman his ass. 
I, you know what? I liked, I liked her. I liked the actress, and I didn't yeah. look her up either. She was terrific. Yeah. I bought it, like in uh, the way she played it out. Yeah. Like that, she was like, you know, I, I, I. She's good too. And she didn't do it like, like you know, like uh, like the seventies James Bond villain. Yeah. At, used to be, do back in the day. It was like she played it like they were a real thing, and I, I, I bought her all the way. Well, before we get to uh, sort of the end of this episode and into some some other, some other plot points, some major plot points, I want to invite our good friend Jody uh, Walker into the conversation. Jody, are you on the line? You've been there the whole time. Listening to us. Hello, friends. Hi. Hi, Jody. Hi, Jody. Is everybody dressed up for Halloween? Yes, you we can't were. see us. Well, he's still uh, We are. Well, still is. I, I took most, my pacifier out. Mostly just me now. You can't see us, but if you, if you well, there's a live feed on YouTube, but if you check out us, us out on YouTube, you'll see that I am in a dead effing ringer for Dimbe. Oh, for um, sake. Are you in a puffer vest? Uh, no, I didn't puffer vest. I'm in, I'm in a black t shirt and a black face. AKA what you wear every week here. <laughs> and I, I shaved my head for the occasion huh. and I got really handsome. Nailed it. <laughs> Julia was Agnes, uh, spy baby Agnes Spagnus. She has a pacifier and a and what was supposed to be like a bonnet. Well, it was I thought you were going to say she's Spy Baby Agnes, so she's just not there at all. <laughs> 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 exactly. And Flippo is season one Tom in a very sensible sweater and some glasses and a, and, and, and a, and a furrowed brow. And what you can't see is a you Ford got Mustang. The, you got to have the Warby Parkers. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he's, he's doing it. So um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Um, thanks for ha- having us having, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Thanks for coming Thanks for being on. here. Joining us. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, Thanks for being you. Your recap was great and funny as usual, but uh, tell me what, what. Give me your give me your, your thoughts on this episode. How'd you feel about it? We, did, we haven't even gotten to which we have to get to is uh, our girlfriend, uh, Mr. Kaplan, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But, yes. but what did you? What, uh. <laughs> actually, let's start there. Uh, give me give, what are your Mr. Kaplan takes? Give me some hot takes on Mr. Kaplan. Well, I think my takes on Mr. Kaplan kind of go along with my take on the whole episode, which was that I really liked it, but I almost wish that it had been more focused on the Aram storyline, which I thought was really strong and um, and fun and interesting and kind of different than what's been going on this season. But I kept getting kind of a little distracted by this sort of game that Red and Liz were playing where, you know, they pretend to have these fights and then they, and they pretend to do these things, but then they say they pretended to do it, but then Liz leans over to Wrestler and says, I'm in every word of it. And then they <laughs> pretend to do yeah. something, and then she leans over to Cooper and says, I'm in every word of it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I felt, I while I kind of enjoyed that she was, you know, being, like, really annoying and petulant, and then you would find out that it was kind of not real, I, I did think that was fun, but it also didn't really move the relationship of where Red and Lizzie stand along very much, whereas the Aram stuff really moved forward quickly, and um, I thought that was a really fun reveal and just, like, made the episode really fun to watch. And then that goes along with the Kaplan stuff, which is that I'm always, I'm always interested in it. I'm dying to know what's going on, but... I'm also ready to not get it in 15 second, 15 second increments. Exactly. Put throughout the show. Three episodes in a row. It's starting to feel a little manipulative at this point. You know, like, you know, they give us a little bit and they kind of, you know, 
it's a little snippet each time. I don't know. I don't like that way, the way they're telling that story. I kind of want to either get to it or not get to it. And and back to what you're saying about the whole Lizzie, you know, um, you know, I'm in on it. I'm out on it. I'm in on it. It feels like that's kind of a way for the writers' room to have it both ways. I and mean, they're kind of like still having Lizzie be true to her Lizzie self, which is like I don't believe anything. Sure. And then also servicing people like us who are like, you know, come on, Lizzie, you're smarter than that. So kind of like they able to have it both ways. And then my last thought on on your take about not advance the relationship, you know, from my point of view, they haven't advanced the Lizzie Red relationship in freaking four seasons. I think that, that, thing's, that thing's stuck in I like think they're Red going like Lizzie, you have to trust me, and, and Lizzie going, I don't trust you. I think that the show is terrified of, of bringing any true conclusion to that relationship, any any true clarity, because I think they're scared to death that one of two things will happen. A, enough people will be like, well, if he's not her dad, what the sweet fuck is happening? Why are why is this even this is creepy now? And then and then the other half of people going that are in just because they're not sure what's going on. I think that's I think the show is scared that if they actually bring it all down, like this is exactly what this is, a lot of people are gonna be like, Oh, well, done. Yeah. I think Maybe. they're scared of that. Yeah, I, I think the wishy washiness of Liz's character is it often seems like it is a reflection of sort of the wishy-washiness in perhaps the writer's room of, yeah, not quite wanting, definitely not wanting to commit to something before they're sort of ready for that big reveal. But as a viewer, I'm happy when she's furious with him, and I'm happy when she is, like, all on board with him. It's when she's doing this sort of middle game where she'll, you know, fluctuate from the beginning of the episode to then the end of this episode, you know, being mad at him and then at the end of the episode sort of, like, inviting him into the, you know, creepy warehouse nursery that he yeah. has arranged for her. Sure. That's where I get, that's where I really get frustrated with her character. Of course. I really liked, like, when they were on the run together and they were, and they were partners. Yeah. That's, that's fun. And it's I even like fun when she is really frustrated with him, but the, the middle road is where it feels a little obvious. You know, I feel like they, they write her almost like she's a teenager. I feel like they write oh, her like she's... Oh, definitely. And that, to me, like, I've got one. They're a pain in the ass. <laughs> and, and and so, to me, I just, I feel like, like, you're a grown-ass woman. This, this, your character is, but they write her like such a petulant teenager. Sorry, sorry so. And honest to God, and so it's like, I, and I just I, I associate. That's why I get so mad sometimes. I think maybe that's it. It's because they write her like she's like sixteen and f you, dad. Oh, I love you, dad. F you, dad. And uh, then I get so mad. Uh, I want to um, do a couple of things. I have some the people, some folks online um, are saying hello to you, Jody, and I also maybe want to ask you a question or two, which we will of course allow. Um, but I wanted to ask you about. Um, I want to go back to the the Mr. Kaplan thing. I think it's it's we it's, it's clear that this is not. Now this guy's not in league with anybody in Red's universe. No, this is just yeah, a random absolutely. guy. And I think it's also bizarre because they talk about this land being a pristine land. And this guy's got wired and cameras and he's a tracker. Yeah. Like I you know, I, I was all in. here's here's where I'm sitting on this now. I was all in on the fact that like the on the mystery of, oh, Kaplan's not dead, or oh, and who's this guy? And he's got her chained up. And now that it's just some wacky tracker tracker dude, I'm doing air quotes, that just is, has the place wired. You know, this is getting goofy. It's getting a little goofy. For me. Trackers. It's getting a little goofy for me. But I you know, I, I just I want some resolution and I assume that Mr. Kaplan will is is, is uh, smart and has dealt with a lot of people and has also disposed of a lot of people, so I feel like she'll figure out a way to dispatch of a tracker dude sooner or later, but maybe by season finale. But I don't know. How's this landing with you? Are you are you okay with this tracker storyline? <laughs> 
Well, I'm totally down for like creating this, you know, very creepy guy and then watching Mr. Kaplan kick his ass. Like I am down for that buildup if that is what we're headed to. But the way that it is stretching out over these episodes, there's only so much like creepy man toying with a woman that I that I really want to watch on this show. I'm with you. And the, such a great thing about Mr. Kaplan is that she is like this kick-ass character who takes care of business. So I think emotionally it is tough to watch her be truly physically weakened to a point where she can't sort of operate at her normal level. I would say that I'm interested in the storyline, but... It's, it's kind of like TBD until I see the payoff, because if this somehow ends up tying into the larger storyline, that will be interesting. But I will not like it if it's just kind of, you know, this like toying her, teasing her along, like torturing her. Yeah, like an Eli it's Roth just not. That's nothing new. That's nothing novel. Yeah. I mean, could it be like, what do you guys think? Could it be like a test? Like, like Red set the whole thing up to see if she'll... What? Like, I, uh, I don't know. That's a flailing about whatever. He's not on his own. Her or something. I'm already yeah. out on it. Enga uh, Sahopuraya uh, Saha from 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 India has a question for you. I hope I said that even remotely right. Uh, I, I don't probably think you did. not. Probably not. Uh, what? <laughs> I like to pronounce that, Joe. Go right now. Oh, Go. I'm not going to try. All right, thank you. Um, uh, what's your take on Cooper's relationship with Red? And she wants to know, um, what do you think about the conversation between, uh, you know, him and Red? You know, and I also I'll add to that, we're getting a little more into the the post office world. It's a weird thing that we've established that Liz is actually full time back as a consultant, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize that that happened because because you know she's there consulting full time, and and uh, you know Cooper's like, do your job. And it's still the boss. the The post office seems to be really, really super cozy with Red and Panabaker's involved. Yeah. What's what? what go ahead. So uh, I was I, in regards to the relationship with, with that conversation between Red and Harold. I was very satisfied. You know, we've debated this a lot. What the blacklist actually is. Right. I was very satisfied to 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 know that it is actually fluid. The way that we've we've been yeah. talking about yeah, this, yeah, yeah. where he says Alexander Kirk was never supposed to be on the list. Yeah. He, he was never supposed yeah. to even yeah. be there until yeah, he, made he your list. entered into this world. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a good piece of exposition to help explain one of the more ridiculous things about the title of the show. Yes. Uh, what do you think of that relationship, um, um, Jody? Or that kind of conversation? Um, I really loved that conversation between them. I mean, I just thought it was kind of like this first of warmness emotionally in a very like episode where you know everyone was like double crossing a double crosser and that seems like sort of a genuine connection between the two of them where we actually heard red sort of express his feelings that he never thought it would end up that way and it really what you know i take like quick notes of everything while i'm watching and i read it back and it was really like a few sentences exchanged through them but it brought up so many questions for me, the biggest one being if this wasn't what he was expecting when he turned himself into the FBI and came into Liz's life full time, then what was he expecting? Exactly. I think right. that's a really interesting question, mm-hmm. and yeah. I and I loved that that conversation brought that up. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Uh, you know, Maricelli Sierra wants to know what do you think of what do you think Tom and Lizzie are going to do now before getting kidnapped by Kirk? They were done dealing with Red in the blacklist. What do you think they'll do now? I mean, it seems like they're kind of. They're, they're not having Liz's protection. We still got to get to the blacklist, colon redemption somehow. So, mm-hmm. what, what do you think is going to happen? Besides getting their own place. 
<laughs> oh, and by the way, to your other point about like, yeah, I yeah. rent my own apartment. I like you know, Lizzie does invite Red over. You know, like you come over and see the baby, only to tell you I never want to see you again. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I don't need you anymore. But come on over. But I loved, I loved his response, which was kind of like, I know, I no know. problem. Like, no <laughs> here. You know, if she is the teenager, then I think that, like, like Joe said, then I think that he is always kind of like testing out his different parenting tactics. Like, is it going to be reverse psychology this yeah. time? Is it going to be the straightforward truth? Exactly. Um, I, yeah, I don't know where they're going. I mean, I guess first step, get an apartment on Craigslist. Yep. Second step, find out how <laughs> Tom's going to get his spinoff. Yep. Uh-huh. I think that like there's danger headed there in that relationship i mean obviously that is influenced by the knowledge that tom is about to go off on his own show but i don't i don't know it's i i think that this her really believing that kirk is her father and not just believing it he may really be her father but like being so emotionally invested in the idea of having a father I think that that is going to really affect the relationships with the other men who have been in her life much longer. Yeah. Um, and and uh, T- Telly wants to know, Telly Bondage wants to know, why was Kirk not on the Reds list in the first place? And, and um, uh, last week's file from the pattern in the office titled Blood. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Huh. Translate that for me, Joe. Maybe in um, in Kirk's file that they got from the Kremlin, was oh, there yes. a file labeled blood yes i'm assuming so <laughs> anyway I, I i don't know I, you know i feel like that that uh kirk should have been the blacklist in the first place they kind of explained that we kind of t- touched on that like red i mean uh, uh cooper sort of said you know why did he make it onto your list or why wasn't he on your list and i think they kind of they, they addressed that right well i don't think he ever wanted him to come back into lizzie's life right. but yes i agree right. with you completely jody like it raises all the questions of why he turned himself in what the whole point of this is in the first place we've sort of lost right. sight why of that because if he's not telling her the truth even though he says he never lies to her he's also not telling her the truth which is kind of like the irony of constantly saying that mm-hmm. uh yeah well what is the point? To what, what end? Where's yeah. he going with this? I did like... We've I, lost sight of that because it's always like, is he her dad? Who's her dad? Who's well, her family? We've lost sight of why well, he came back in the first place. I, I mean, I did like the little double... I mean, although we saw it coming a mile away, they're opening the one door and you know they're going to come in the right door. Like, Red was not walking into a trap. I did kind of like that sort of double switch there. But, um, do, like, you know, after all of this, well, first of all, the question is, did my girlfriend, what's her name, the henchwoman, is she, is she dead? Did she, did she no. get got? Did you no. get out of there? Are you talking about Lil' Kim Odette? meets... Uh, oh, oh, do you mean Aron's o- girlfriend? O- o- no, Odell. Or, o- Odette. Odette, yeah. Odette. Um, I Did think she, she stayed back. She dead? I don't think she's a fighter. Yeah, I don't think she was there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, good. I, I can't remember if she was on the roof somehow, but okay. No, she did. When she called Elise, she did say, you know, your client is about to expose himself. Okay. So I think she was back in Romania or wherever they were. All right. She would be yeah. kicked. I don't want to die. Anyway, so they go in this thrown place. She doesn't look like the fighting type. Kirk's on the roof no. with the... No. Kirk's on the roof with the baby. And, like, he's theoretically willing to jump with the baby. Like, well, this is, makes no sense to me. Like, after all of that... And then he kind of steps down after a you know after a plea from his daughter mm-hmm. or who he thinks is his daughter, hands over the baby. And then I, I don't understand what Kirk's in game was if he jumped. I don't understand his in game in 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 being caught. I don't understand why Red didn't just cap him right then and there. Well, because if he capped him, then he would have gone over with Spagnus. No, no, no. I'm talking about once he stepped down and gave hand the oh. baby over. Then Red's move should well, have been black. Can you imagine what his relationship with Lizzie would be at, like after dead. that? I know. What did, what did you think of that whole exchange, uh, um, uh, Jody? 
You know, it, this. I think one reason I couldn't fully get um, totally on board with just like loving this episode is that it became very clear, even though it was already clear. I think the back and forth between Red and Liz and Kirk in this episode, it became very clear that this is an argument, a battle between two men who hate each other, where they're kind of using this woman and this baby in between themselves. I mean, Kirk's whole goal, no matter what the mystery of it is, the truth of it does seem to be that he is trying to get Red out of Liz and Agnes's life. And he's willing to jump over a building with Agnes to do that, I mean, that that kind of seems to be the whole point of this battle between them is to, you know, one wants, Red wants Kirk out of Liz's life, Kirk wants Red out of Liz's life. And that is kind of frustrating to have Liz have so little autonomy over what these two men, it's just, you know, it's just kind of a battle of egos. And I think that became very evident in his sort of very dramatic statement, you know, so dramatic. It just felt. I don't, it, and it really seemed like they were aiming to show that he really would do it. Yeah, and it, it felt a little clunky. That, that part of the episode that I loved a lot, this is the part that felt a little clunky. Him on the him on the roof, I'll do it. That felt a little clunky to me, but well, you know, I, I just I don't not yeah. Well, it's interesting to look at it, and I I just don't quite understand where the show what the show was going for. I mean, we, we get caught up in the. In the and me- in the mechanism every every week of, of of what's going on, but like, what are we ultimately doing? If if we're doing we're having just, fun, Flippo, we're having well, fun. I know, <laughs> but if we're doing if we're doing Kirk versus Red over Liz, then we're doing stepdad versus real dad over kid writ large, right? Is that is that would that be the idea? Like mm-hmm. like every stepdad versus real dad argument that has ever happened exploded into like all kinds of money well, I'll, and mercenaries I'll t- and I'll whatever. I'll take it one else. step further. Here's 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 the problem that I have and we get, we kind of got to wrap up pretty soon. But the, the problem the fundamental problem I'm having is okay, so we're at the midway point almost of no we're actually not the midway point. We're not even at the midway point. We're we're almost at the midway point. But 87 uh, episodes per season. So but so we have so we seemingly have the question the questions I have are okay, well, is 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 Spagnus just going to be chilling the show? Can Spagnus survive on this show? Like, is it just like Spagnus is going to be at home while Lizzie's off solving crimes with, with excuse me, with the nanny? Is Lizzie going to be at home? I mean, we know Tom's going. Can Spagnus survive? I mean, uh, you know, Claire's baby survived on Homeland and then grew up and is around, so I guess that's something. But can Spagnus survive as as a, as a dramatic you know mechanism? Number one, number two. I thought like, oh, okay, finally this is resolved with the whole Kirk and 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 Red, and it's it's kind of resolved. It's actually not resolved. Kirk's in the in, in your favorite you know hermetically sealed chamber. He is. Oh, Ode- is out there, clearly coming to rescue him, like Ansel Garrick style. Clearly coming to rescue him. You're gonna get out. It's not resolved. Who's the father? Who's this? Like, are we we got like ten more episodes of this. Kaplan's in the woods. Like, where are we going? I don't know, Jody. What, what, how do you feel right now? And where we are in episode six. Well, I'm pretty excited now. I mean, I think like uh, uh, maybe the last three episodes have have really been set up episodes, and and the Blacklist does this every every season, you know. And for the for the mid season finale, you know, great great intro, kind of like a few middling episodes where they set it up for the big answers because that is what we're looking for. Like that is what we're doing with Red and Kirk, whether they're going to be so obvious about it or not that's what we're doing we're looking for answers and Liz like as frustrating she as she can be sometimes she is the audience surrogate and that's why I have empathy for her because 
you understand why she gets frustrated, like the way that we get frustrated with what's happening. She's frustrated with what's happening as well because she just wants answers and she's willing to believe anything anyone tells her to get those answers. And so I'm excited for for the next two episodes because we got the guy trapped in a box. Like the answers, some answers are coming about mm-hmm. what he wants. I'm just, um, I'm just so happy I'm excited that, to find that out. Me too. I'm just happy that uh, the, the production didn't waste any money on that goddamn box. That wasn't the box. Wasn't a one off. It's like we we built this motherfucker for the pilot. We're gonna bring it back for Hansel Gear two parter. You know, we're gonna every, bring it back. And like like every episode, like how can we get the box? You know, in there? every three the weeks, box is just sitting there on, on, you know, on stage twenty five. Somebody walks in like you, you guys better use that fucking box. <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing. That box cost forty thousand dollars. Put somebody that, in the fucking box. That box was a splurge item, and we are going. To right. We're gonna yeah, use this exactly. box. Uh, all right, I got a twenty a ten thousand dollar bonus for whoever can write somebody into the goddamn box. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. Let's get to predictions right now. Uh, I, like, how, about, how about a drop first, Joe? Let's get to predictions. Your after balls to the predictions. That okay. was now, now you can talk. All right. Um, <laughs> I predict. Uh, by the way, I like I like his girl. Uh, what's her name? The, uh, little Kim meets Kim Kardashian. Odette. 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 I like her a lot. She's badass. Little Kim Kardashian. Little Kim. Little Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So she looks nothing like either of them, but it's okay. But it's like seems like <laughs> if they match together, it'd be her. Um, uh, I, I predict that 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 Kirk is is where he wants to be somehow or another. I, I predict mm-hmm. that Kirk wanted to be in the box. What's in the box? It's Kirk, and he wanted to be in the it's box. Kirk in the box. It's Kirk in the box. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to be there. That's okay. what I think. Fair enough. And I don't know why, but I think so. Julie. Um, I predict that Lizzie's going to go out of her way to save Kirk, maybe offering herself, or even out of desperation, Spagnus, which will lead, which will prompt Tom maybe to leave. That's our that's our friend from um, Italy, uh, Italy from India. It's her prediction as well. Oh, they say it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. She just said that. Uh, you know the. Um I wrote it down. I didn't steal it. I That's promise. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, she said that this bone marrow that Liz is going to give him some bone marrow. Uh, Jody, what, oh what, yeah, what, there it is. There it is. What do you think? Uh, remember, I also said your review with the box was hilarious. By the way, uh, and um, what? Oh, next week's promo. I never see next week's promo. I never see the promos. Anyway, oh, what, do you, what are your predictions, Jody? Um, I always forget about this prediction segment. I'm it's never terrifying, prepared. isn't it? Um, <laughs> predictions are not my specialty, but I think. With, like, Lizzie's mention of her memories being the proof of, you know, Kirk being her father as well as the one sheet of paper called a, you know, a DNA result that she found. I think that she is going to maybe, like Julia said, kind of go out of her way to do something good for Kirk. And then I think she's going to recover some more memories that are going to make her regret that decision. Got it. Okay. I love it. Uh, my prediction is that uh, I feel like that there's going to there's, there's a new there has to be an outside agent that's going to come here and in here and disrupt this whole thing. I think that that outside agent may be Scotty. I think that you know I think something's going to happen where Scotty's going to come in with some some new information and disrupt the whole so Lizzie Tom sort of love nest. Mm. But love nest is not going to get mm. disrupted by anything we see now. It's going to be an outside agent. I think it has to be Scotty or some information that Scotty has. That's my mm. prediction. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's it for us. Um, Kirk goes savage in a promo. I gotta watch a promo. Yeah, I have I no promos for screeners. Yeah, um, I don't usually watch the promos either. Red offers to save Kirk and Tom kills him. Ooh, oh. Tom kills Kirk. Some interesting predictions. We gotta get out of here, uh, Jody. Uh, as, where can the people find you and and, and your lovely column and other stuff you do? Um, you can find me at the Jody Walker on Twitter and writing all over the internet. Lovely. And Joe Flippo, where can the kids find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Joe Flippo, J O E F L I P O. Or should I say Tom Keen? 
I don't oh. want to wait. Um, and oh, okay, Jody, we're, I guess we're, we're going to say bye to you now because um, we're going to get out of here. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us uh, uh, every time. And you're lovely, and your columns are fantastic. And check it out. Uh, her recaps every every week on, uh, on EW.com, the Blacklist, or they're fantastic if you don't already know about them. Thanks, Jody. We'll hopefully see you next week or soon. Thanks, Jody. Bye, Jody. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much, guys. Right. Talk soon. Sure. And where can we where can we find you? Uh, you can find <laughs> oh. uh, you can find me on Twitter, <laughs> oh, Instagram, and kind of a little bit on Snapchat. I'm getting better with my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat at JK Braz and on Instagram at okay. Joe K. Braswell and on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. And uh, Snapchat tonight, I'm going to snap away. Oh. Are you? Tonight. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you very soon. Thanks for joining us. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.